Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Now, like my toast done on one side, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller. Luke Moore's here. Ahoy hoy. Jim Campbell's here. Hello. And he'll never settle down. It's Pete Donaldson. Hello. Three's company, but four's a ramble. It always will be. PT's on the pod. PT's on the pod. Oh, Everybody. PT's on the pod. And banned PT's from America. <laughs> Again. Banned or back? Both. Both. Well, he's yeah. definitely back. And yeah. I, I'm we... banned from America. You've been yeah. in Denver, dog. I've been all over the place. Been to New Mexico, a little bit of Amarillo, Boulder, a place called Taos. No way. Which is very Mexican. Uh, ate a lot of, um, Not as ate a lot of tacos and... Um, Everything's changed. I, I, I left the country for a week. Arsene Wenger's gone. Sunderland relegated to the old third division. Oh, who could have seen that coming? <laughs> G- Jim Campbell's transitioning. Everything's, <laughs> everything's going off. It's amazing. We've got it? new mic muffs. Petey, I think, I think everyone, everyone listening at home, without exception, will be absolutely delighted to have you back. As delighted as we are to see you back. Without exception? No, not without exception. I mean, that's too far. That's too much. Too far. A good percentage of people would be pleased that four is indeed around. Indeed. Thanks for having me back, guys. Well, couldn't find anyone else. I know. (laughs) And we did look. We did try. (laughs) We are covered by unions. We had quite quite the budget to play with, given your fee as well. But still still no one wanted Slim Jims so and they jerky. Want, they want Champions League podcasting. Mm, they do. We couldn't guarantee it. Um, gentlemen, it was uh, it was a big day at Old Trafford on the weekend in the Premier League. Mm. Of course, a lovely gesture from uh, from Ferguson and Mourinho to Big Veng before the match. And even, even Mourinho was well-mannered and respectful. And he, he, the look in his face suggested... That he was showing... He'd taken a tablet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'd been slamming back Valium all day. Yeah. And they managed to get it through without incident. That he found in the footwell of his car that he's been sleeping in. <laughs> a, a wonderful gesture from Man United off the pitch and a wonderful gesture from Arsenal on the pitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, this weekend, I um, ordered a new bin 
for my for my flat. Oh, and, yeah. um, for where you're hiding. I wow. forgot. <laughs> I, <laughs> forgot <laughs> to, um, I forgot to change my old address uh, on the Argos website, so I sent a bin to my ex's house. <laughs> Right. Uh, and it wasn't the most annoying thing that happened all weekend. No. So, <laughs> I mean, so. that's a hit. Crime. Well done, Arsenal. <laughs> it's, it seems like a really passive-aggressive thing that doesn't quite make sense, doesn't <laughs> no, it? Oh. Is this a gag or not? Enjoy, on... enjoy your Brabantia. Yeah, Get, throw yourself in the yeah. bin. <laughs> all our memories are in here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's probably thinking he's sending a message there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh. know what it is. Arsenal have upset him again. Yeah. Did he think I was untidy when we were together? <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Oh, but but, no. uh, but yeah, Jim and I, Jim, aside. Sorry, Mark. I was just going to say, Jim and I had a little chat before we came on and and work, tried to work out who could have written the script for Arsene Wenger's last trip to Old Trafford, mm. and we settled on everyone. I was going to say anyone yeah. who can read everyone. and write. Everyone. Yeah. You can write it. Yeah. Uh, and if it, you were to, this is exactly what would come out. That's right. <laughs> but, it, but, but it was a nice gesture before the game. Do you think they did that to try and pacify Arsenal a little bit? Well, oh, Maybe. it's all nice and nushty. There we are. Maybe. A va- was it a vase? A um, crystal vase? It was like a trophy. I mean, well, exactly, yeah. That's a bit of a troll, isn't it? Giving him a trophy. I mean, but, to, I, I thought he was always odds on throw trophy. I thought yeah. he was always odds on to win the Arsene Wenger trophy. Yeah, yeah. even he couldn't have buggered that one. Up. I thought, I thought, I thought Wenger described it as a. I'm sure he's described it as a crystal vase. Did he? Yeah, and it looked like it was uh, some sort of vase for me. Well, the commentator said that in the program notes. Apparently, um, Sir Alex said that uh, every year when they go to that elite coaching. Knees Se- up or whatever. Seminar, right. isn't it? Seminar, yeah. yeah. Away day. Away yeah. day. Knees up, we'll yeah. settle on. Yeah. Uh, oh, a pint party. Away go... day with Rowan. <laughs> they go to a little restaurant, apparently, Ferguson and Wenger. Wings? No, in Switzerland. Oh, it could Vengs. be. Vengs. Vengs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in, in, uh, in Switzerland. What are they talking Vengs. about? Would you not love to be listening to that conversation? Of course no. I would, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really weird, isn't it? But then we said before, or I think uh, we were talking about what Gary Neville said of Rio Ferdinand in the, in the sort of latter days or whenever it was Ferguson didn't see him as a rival so he's ah you can be my mate now yeah. you're not yeah. challenging <laughs> ah. and maybe Mourinho's got an element of that as well I don't know yeah. but what, you, you what would want them to be like that though wouldn't you you don't want the, these sort of yeah, silly definitely. little what, spats to be going they, forever what do they oh, talk know. about outside football it's like uh, you know because Wenger is so kind of laser focused <laughs> like you know uh, not always to great success I bet but, they talk about wine I bet it's yeah. all about wine, but it's just like, it's like, oh, wine and how's, women. How's, how, how's, how's your good lady wife? And he's like, oh, she is of no consequence. I am a football manager. <laughs> Until <laughs> I die, I do not care. I think Wenger broke up with his wife, didn't he? No, oh, no, no years yeah. ago. That's sad. Um, I'm sure he didn't send her a bin if he did. No, he didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. Why so, don't no. you send one to Arsene Wenger's ex wife? <laughs> that would be another one. That would be another confusing Jim, one. Jim, what who send, she is or where she lives. Jim, bin send, man, Jim. Send a bin to your ex girlfriend every week. Yeah. For like a year. Yeah. You get the message now. Can you <laughs> tell me what, what the message yeah, is? Yeah. Enjoy your bins. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on swiftly from all of that chat uh, because Manchester United, they are second with 77 points. I feel like you have to keep reminding us of well, that. They, they yeah. could finish on 86 points. Mm. It's, yeah. it's not been a bad season and yet we're still a bit sort of unsure of them, aren't we? But, uh, but Manchester City as well, while we're talking about points tallies, they could finish on 102. They've scored 102 goals in the Prem. Goal difference of 76. That's the problem for Manchester United, mm. really. A few tepid performances here and there, of course. Uh, but they got the win. Big Fellaini with a, with a, with a, yeah. with a 
no, I was going to say unorthodox head. It came. I think it, I'm pretty sure it came off an Arsenal player as well. I'm not sure. I, I, um, I know that um, Jacker Chambers and, and Mavropanos, who otherwise had a really, really good game. Oh, he was great. Um, back, yeah, yeah. They, right they were all sort of on Fellaini, but not really, not really looking at him. So that's why still Fellaini, caught unawares. But that's why he'll always have a place somewhere in a yeah. squad for a manager because he's just so effective like that. He's one of those players where it doesn't matter if you can see that they're going to try and do that over and over again. Yeah. You can see it coming, but he will still be able to tower over you. He's just so good at that. I'm, I'm fairly certain. I'm fairly certain. I, I don't disagree with what you said there. But I, I'm fairly certain it came off. My maybe even Xhaka because that, was it Alan Smith doing the co-commentary can't remember I think it was Tyler and Smith I think and the co-commentator whoever it was anyway wasn't, was so it Andy Gray no was it? it was a brilliant no it wasn't so it was a brilliant unorthodox header and then when you saw the replay from behind the goal it looked like it probably was going to go wide and it flicked off another another header but not the worst thing Granite Xhaka did all game but anyway I mean for like, no no having said that though for, um, Xhaka was better in the second half in the first half he was Awful. Is it fair to say it's Graham Sooners was particularly annoyed with him? Yeah. yeah. My goodness, that uh, missed slide tackle in the build-up to Pogba's goal. It was a bit poor, but Sooners just went absolutely crazy I do. It. I love it when Sooners takes sort of almost personal <laughs> affront to mm. a player not doing their job properly. It's an incredible yeah, he, thing to witness. To me, it feels like he decides in his own mind beforehand whether the person he's about to talk about is in his category of a big player or not. Mm. And if they're not, they're going to get roasted. Yep. If he is a big player, he'll say something and they'll go, but you know, he's a big player, so he'll come back from this. Yeah, yeah I understand. So he, he pigeonholes players. Sure. It was a good mm. afternoon for Maitland-Niles. He, did, he played yeah. well. And, and to be honest, you know... I don't think they did too badly, Arsenal, th- for the team they put out. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, it's not the worst performance in the world. It's a sickening way for it to go. It's, it's strange, though. I mean, there's a general feeling that the, the season in, in general is petering out. But it feels like that with, with you know, with, with Arsene Wenger's reign as well. It, feels, it just feels like it doesn't matter. Well, it's, it's a real shame and a strange place to be as a fan. Yeah, I mean, Arsenal have not won a single point in the Premier League in away games in 2018. The worst record across Europe's top five leagues and England's top four divisions. Well, I think Wenger's just leaving room for improvement for the yeah. next man, isn't he? He doesn't I mean, want to put too much gesture. pressure. He's been doing it's that for a, a while. It's part of the transition period. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> want to put too much pressure, uh, which is which is very, very uh, humble of him. But can they produce one last great away performance against Atletico oh, on Thursday? Oh, they're going to need to, aren't they? That was such a frustrating game last week. Marcus, you were, you were genuinely more annoyed than I am because I'm just worn down mm. by it. I, I, I was a bit com- upset about how annoyed Marcus was. I, <laughs> I shouldn't be was, taking this this hard. He was swearing in the WhatsApp. Group. Well, I yeah. channeled... taking the time to type out swear words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I channeled the spirit of Sunus and Roy Keane. Yeah. I think I, I really in that when I was watching that game and afterwards, I thought, now I know what it feels like to be Sunus or Roy Keane in the studio. I get it now because I was I was just fuming. Uh, I couldn't believe that they didn't take any sort of lead yep. from that game. But that's all done and dusted. So I'm going to try and put actually... But even a 2-1 lead would have been exactly A 0-0 would have been a better result than yeah. one all. Um, but I, to, to try and put something positive on, on Napoli. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not Napoli. <laughs> well, Napoli's yeah. made him feel even worse. Uh, I'm just annoyed that I thought that they might do it. Yeah. The house always wins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. Um, but uh, with regards to Arsenal... Well, it wins, it wins for a week and then Luke realises that the bet's still on. And yeah, then, that's yeah. Right. and then he's yeah. in the he's oh, in the hot dig. seat. Yeah. <laughs> I've been listening, mate. Yeah, I've least, been listening. At least I turned up last week, Dawn. Hot or half turned up. <laughs> um, yes, with Arsenal, I, I actually think that if Arsenal, they should have gone in, say, say two nil, because they let a good defence. So let's say two nil. If they'd have gone there, I think they'd be beaten three nil or four or four one or something because. Those Arsenal players, I think, if they'd have gone with a reasonably decent lead, it's tricky to how to set up to go into a, a match like that. We saw yeah. it with Liverpool away to Manchester City. Manchester City score early on in that Champions League game. 
uh, should have been given a second goal. That, that second goal goes in. Who knows what would have happened? Liverpool are through, though. So that's, yeah. we know that happened. But it's tricky for Liverpool how to, to approach that game. I think it would have been the same for Arsenal. Arsenal can't sit and soak up the pressure. They get murdered. Yeah. Uh, so do they, do they go for it? Oh, you, you know, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. And I think some of those Arsenal players would have just kind of um, sort of squinted their eyes and just hoped it all went away. And by the 90 minutes, oh my goodness, we've only lost 1-0. That's a bit of luck. We're through. This... They have to come out and play. Yeah, and absolutely. this they need to stick their chests out. They need to stand up and be counted for. Mm. And I think if they'd have gone in with some significant lead, I'm not sure they would have done that. Whereas this, they need to basically do what they did again. And 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 my heart thinks they can do it. My head thinks, well, this has got two nil Atletico Madrid written yeah. all over it. I mean, the frustrating thing is Arsenal needed something like Atletico getting a man sent off in the first ten minutes to mm. happen because they, Atletico were a better team. Like every way you look at it, they, they just clearly are, mm. aren't they? And Arsenal needed a slice of luck and they just like they got it, but they still they still yeah. threw away that chance to it to a degree. Obviously it's not the worst result in the world. But do you um, see what I mean, in though? The context of it is ne- they've now been pushed exactly into a mean. corner, and it's kind of like, what yeah. are you going to yeah. do? And when I they think... don't thrive in that in that position. But, uh, but I, I I would just add that um, I, I'll take the point about the slice of luck, and of course, you know, we all saw the game. Atletico Madrid are one of the best teams in the world at back to the wall stuff, mm-hmm. and I think it played into Arsenal's house to an extent. But of course, at that point, Atletico Madrid are in survival mode, yeah, not leaving they, gaps anyway. Yeah, and there was but no they did great chances though, Arsenal. Well, of course, but 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 what I'm saying is. Atletico Madrid didn't come out really at any point. I know no. they got that goal, which is a ridiculous fluke goal. Yeah. But generally speaking, Atletico Madrid would have attacked more had they had 11 men because they knew Arsenal were there for the taking. Mm-hmm. So it didn't make it necessarily that much easier for Arsenal. I, I was looking back through Arsenal's, um, Arsenal's European games this season, trying to think of another performance that they need to ape. And the best I could come up with was the win in Milan. Mm. Yep. But that was the first leg. So, I mean, they knew they were going back to Emirates for the second leg, mm-hmm. but they played very well that game. And I, know, I think Atletico Madrid are obviously a better team than, than Milan, but if they can go with that sort of attitude, um, because people were, including me, were sort of writing Arsenal off going into that Milan game, saying that Catuso's Milan are a nightmare for Arsenal. They work really hard, they're really tough, blah, blah, blah. But Arsenal came through that particularly well, I thought. It's got to keep their heads. That's the best Atleti, thing. Atleti are better than Milan, but I understand the point you're saying. I just think for Arsenal... I think that it, it, you know, it is single swim because it's a cup competition. But I, I just think that if they'd have gone in with actually some sort of lead, I'm not sure what kind of performance they need to basically do what they did in the first leg and do it again. And I think for one last hurrah for Wenger, etc., and so on. Well, of course, it would be another one if they got to the final. Uh, but there we are. That's to come. I think they'd probably win Thursday. the final if they get there. They got a really good chance. You'd fancy it, wouldn't mm. you? Uh, but yeah, what a what a what a header from Fellaini, and uh, and and that was that two one to Manchester United. They uh, they stroll into uh, on to, to finish second, of course, behind yeah. their. Uh... And McIntyre's goal was nice. He did yeah, it well, it was, and yeah. he got really uh, really motivated against Man United, didn't he? It was mm. nice to see. Let's turn our attention to the bottom of the league. Mark Hughes got his first league win at Southampton this season. Well, this is something I didn't want to happen. Yeah, and when mm-hmm. I say at Southampton, it sounds like he was the away manager. Yeah, uh, but of course he isn't. Uh, yeah. Southampton's first home win in the league since beating Everton last November. Yeah, wow. I mean, that is ridiculous. It's really. It's, it's. We we talked last week a bit about how three of the bottom four teams you think will be relegated. It's really opened up now. Mm. I mean, mm. I mean, uh, West Ham and Huddersfield have really been drawn into it. Both of them find themselves just three points off relegation, uh, and both of them have an inferior goal difference. Yeah. It's, it's opening up lovely. That, 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 that win for Southampton, as you say, has, has blown it open, mm. wide open. It is, mm. It's thrown a saint uh, mm. among the pigeons, if you will. <laughs> and uh, Alex McCarthy in goal made some crucial saves, didn't he? I mean, 
okay, you, you, one might say, well, you know, it was quite near to him, that deflected one right at the death. But it was deflected, and that can throw a goalkeeper, especially in such a pressurised moment. Definitely. And when he punches it away like that, the relief around that ground, you know, was... Not, not for me. <laughs> around the ground? No, you, I wasn't were you there? there? No. Right, I was then. just outside chipping off. Around, <laughs> I mean, technically <laughs> everywhere is around the ground. Yeah. yeah. Around the grounding of Luke's teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's absolutely right. Well, this week Southampton play Everton and Swansea play Bournemouth. But whatever happens, Swansea versus Southampton on Tuesday the 8th of May is, is going to be a big could, one. Could be like a WWE retirement match, that. Mm. Loser is out of there. Out so of there. Like, yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. It's a fascinating one down down the bottom because obviously Swansea lost to Chelsea. But it was funny, actually, because they they, they, they conceded quite early, of course, did Swansea. I might be being a touch harsh. I just thought there might be a little bit more urgency towards the end of the game maybe yeah. but Chelsea are so good at sort of like game management in that sort of game and also what we're seeing yeah. teams do is we're seeing teams essentially specifically target different different games we talked a lot about Benitez doing <coughs> it We talk, I, I think Swansea thought well, we've got Bournemouth and Southampton to come you know, let's not break our necks against Chelsea yeah I know but, you, but you, you're 1-0 down at home you know that Southampton have won you're only a point True. above them they're mm. only a goal up yes Chelsea had one or two chances and whatnot. I don't know. I just yeah. thought that... You've got to be breaking your neck in every game at this point, right? And, and, and the Swansea yeah. have also beaten Liverpool and Arsenal at home this season mm. in the league. Uh-huh. But you said you can throw the kitchen sink. They have barely got a tap to draw, <laughs> really. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think out of all those teams down there, I would say that Southampton are probably underachieving the most. Stoke, possibly. Well, look but at that I, 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 I earmarked Stoke at the beginning of the season saying they're, they look really imbalanced. Well, we'll talk about Stoke in the, in the, the second part. But Southampton, I think, are really underachieving. Well, look at the... the you know, when they no, actually... I do, because I, 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 Jim, they've won six games they've out got, of they've got, they've got a better squad of players. Oh, of course they do. Do some Tadic for yeah. crying out loud. Well, you said he had to step up and he absolutely did Damn that. right, yeah. And it was good to see... Uh, what's his name? That who was who laid on was it the first goal? Oh, Lamina. Lamina, thank yeah. you. He's been. I think he's poor. He is, but when he yeah, when he, ability, yeah. but he's got ability. He's got. They have got players that, that we said this before. They've got players that can score goals. You know, yeah. if you look at say Stoke or, or one or two of the others, even Swansea. Yeah, there's a few goals in there, but Southampton, yeah. I'd say, have got more. I think. Bef- Buffal has apparently had some sort of falling out with Mark Hughes. Yeah. I don't know whether it's handshake related or not, but that is that seems fairly typical of this Southampton squad, doesn't it? You look at those players who should be performing a lot better, and actually, it's there's a lot of too many of those kind of like mercurial players in there, and which they didn't yeah. used to have. And Lamina was signed from Juventus, to be fair. Yeah, so he's obviously got ability. Yeah, he play, he's played games for Juventus. Well, and, and um, you know, Gabbiadini as well. Yeah, who came in from uh, from Serie A. I mean, yeah. they've they've got players that they just. They haven't been that well managed, and I think with um, Pellegrino, who looked rather relaxed and didn't didn't seem to motivate those players at all. Uh, but what the huge plus for Southampton is the goal difference minus nineteen. You know the the, the sides the sides around them. Swansea have got minus twenty five, uh, Huddersfield minus twenty nine. You know Stoke minus thirty three. It's uh, you know it's quite a bit. That's one of the also if you look at Brighton in fourteenth. Now I think Brighton will be fine. I think five points. Well, it would have to be, well, okay, say five points between Southampton and Brighton at this stage of the season, even though Brighton have got a very uh, tough run. Got Man United, Man City and Liverpool <laughs> Yeah, the last yeah. three games. But Nightmare. I, you would, <laughs> I, I'm not sure that, have Southampton got five points in them for their for their well, remaining games? Let's you know? hope not. Well, yeah, I mean, Bournemouth themselves, of course, they were desperate to win because they haven't won um, at Southampton for goodness knows how long. And they're on 38 points. And you look at the league and you think they're six points above Southampton and you think surely not surely them and Crystal Palace are safe you know, yeah they are Palace would be so, now yeah. Palace with a great one as well just because it's the amount of teams below them you can't, all those teams can't 
For example, Swansea and Southampton can't pick, both pick up maximum points because they're playing each other. Mm. So you, you have to factor that in as well. Well, then Watford as well, they've had a disaster. I mean, their last six games, they haven't won. You know, two draws and four losses. They're on 38 points. But again, it's just that the other teams have been that bad. And you've, you're... I mean, look, from 11th down, no one's got... None of the bottom half have got over 40 points yet. Mm. That's how... Uh, you know, for want of a better word, perhaps poor it's been this season with regards to them. You know, there's there's huge differences in the two. But Southampton, they they look good. They will take so much from that uh, win. I mean, Hughes was absolutely loving it, wasn't he, uh, on on the touchline? So yeah, they, they play Everton. Sam Allardyce's uh, Everton, who we're going to talk a little bit more about. Who have been in fairly good form, to be fair. I mean, they, they've what they won three. Or they've won undefeated in their last four. Yeah, on two of their last four, draw the other two, didn't they? So, I mean, you'd like Everton to do me a favour there, wouldn't you? <laughs> Do Luke Moore a favour, crying <laughs> yeah. out loud. Come on, big Portsmouth Sam. lost uh, lost again uh, the weekend, so you know, that's all I've got. Portsmouth are not going to make the playoffs now. No, yeah, what are they playing at? What, what not, have they been playing not at? Not football, by the sounds of it. Certainly not, yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to talk more about football after this. <laughs> well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? It was like the part in the Red Sea. People just went, whoop. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's now time for emails with PTD. Yes, I'm a little bit sluggish because I've been away, so I've just got to open the Safari browser on my iPad. Do you want us to fill for you, Pete? While you no, get sorry, it's open. Okay. You're doing this live. Yeah. I mean, you can take the mic, but, you know, somebody didn't put it on charge, so we're only two, uh, 2% left. So. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. so, quickly, know. quickly. Quickly. <laughs> uh, hello to Ben Carter. Good morning, afternoon, evening. Jen's a bit of a long email, but I wish to uh, bring to light an awkward encounter I had with my long-suffering wife whilst listening to the Thursday edition of the Football Ramble. Seeing the puss... Uh, puss? Seeing the push. <laughs> seeing the push. <laughs> Steady. Careful. Seeing the push notification on my phone that the latest edition of the Football Ramble had downloaded, I excused myself from the company of my wife and two small children under the false premise of needing to do some online shopping for my wife's upcoming birthday. Stating that I needed some privacy to ensure that the presents had kept a surprise, I uh, retired to our bedroom. Note that this isn't a euphemism for anything a little bit naughty. Thank you very much, Marcus Speller. Marcus is the one to be worried about there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Deep into the analysis of the Liverpool slash Roma Champions League semi, uh, my uh, wife snuck in to find me with my headphones on. At this time, she unplugged my headphones and started berating me that she'd been trying to get my attention for some time to help bathe the kids. At this exact time, the football ramble cut to an ad for Vagisil, an antibacterial <laughs> fresh wash that apparently helps prevent female intimate order, not just mask it, um, which of course we endorse here on the four-man Football Ramble. Clearly the adverts work. The main takeaways from that product have been have been listened to. Then. Hugely. Uh, cue the horror on my wife's face and a tirade of abuse. What the F are you buying? Is this a joke? Why must you always waste money on joke presents? It's not funny anymore. You're just a dick. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> ruining marriages. Yeah, yeah I we know. Can't, well, I mean, they're, to me, in my, in my sort of layman's uh, knowledge of this type of thing, mm. there appear to be some underlying marital problems. Yeah, there. yeah. If you, yeah. If you do want to make it up the, to her, do not buy her a bin. No. no. <laughs> now he's living out of a suitcase. Bin full of Vagisil, if anything. Um, <laughs> he's living out of a suitcase with Jose Mourinho. <laughs> Thank you very much to uh, Ben for that one. Uh, he says he's going to invest in some wireless headphones. Good idea. So, uh, Pete, you'd recommend work. that, wouldn't you? Well, I did. I lost some recently and Pete, I bought some spend, new ones. You spend a lot of your time trying to get uh, Bluetooth headphones to connect. I do, yeah. <laughs> and so, because I do work with various different uh, computers and iPads and things, sometimes I'll be in the uh, in the uh, football ramble office, and I'll be my phone will suddenly my headphones rather will suddenly go connected to Pete's iPhone, Luke's MacBook, <laughs> random MacBook, the rig, 
Everything. <laughs> connected to everything. Don't ever connect to the rig. Never connect Not to never. the rig. Not the same time. You'll be ever, you ever, never disconnect again. Download the dark web to your synapses, synapses. Uh, Darry Car- Danny Corrali. Thank you, Danny Corrali, for this one. Uh, basically, um, there's been a lot of chat uh, in the A-League of that amazing um, kind of... Um, oh, yeah. Kind scissor of kick. Dol- scissor kick, dolphin Scorpion. goal kick. kind of thing. Scorpion, I'd yeah. go with maybe. Mm. Um, we have to get a mention the show of this week for uh, ten, uh, Terry Antonis, a Melbourne victory player formerly of uh, Sydney FC, who scored an own goal within 15 seconds, remaining in the A League semi final in Sydney to tie the scores at 2 2 after a determined half of rear guard action by the victory to force the tie into extra time. With all the substitutions made, uh, the player had to steal himself along with his teammates who had to face another half hour against far and away the best size in, side in the league this season. Q scenes when Terry Eton is, uh, picks, uh, basically picks up the ball on the halfway line with five minutes left of the extra time. Nutmegs his mark on the touchline before beating four defenders to find himself on the edge of the penalty area. He looks up, spots the layoff, but instead says, not today, <laughs> dropping his shoulder to drive into the box and slot the ball home. Ah. He then sprinted to the track Travelling victory support, diving into the, into the crowd, extricating himself a minute later with tears streaming down his face. Meanwhile, that, two, meanwhile, two Melbourne victory coaches are receiving red cards for entering the field of play <laughs> to have an altercation with a Sydney FC player. Completely, totally worth it. The post-match panel was completely taken over by victory fans in the background, chanting on live television, Oi, 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 fuck off Sydney, oi, 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 while the pundits Archie Tom- Thompson sheepishly egged them on. But by far my personal highlight was shedding a tear with my old man at the sight of Atonis losing all control of him, his emotions and openly bawling. In my mind, Australia's just like that all the it time. Is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The scene is so typically Australian. Speaking of... Uh, know, a man showing um, emotion? True. Yeah, yeah, but it's more of an aggressive emotion. Isn't okay, it? yeah. yeah. Fair um, yeah. And speaking of that, Few I was a little spoke about this one. I forgot to mention it at the top of the show, but I was a little bit disappointed with the Man United fans singing Arsene Wenger, we want you to stay. I thought mm. they'd be a bit more, a uh, bit more respectful than that, yeah. a bit classier than that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are he got a standing ovation, didn't he, at the beginning? I think I heard yeah. Arsenal fans singing, "We won the league at Old Trafford" or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it swings around about, but I thought they might have a bit more of a classiness about them, Jim. Although I understand it wasn't all the Man United fans, not doing all of them, no. 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 Although Marcus was singing it to his TV. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, uh, any more? So thank you very much uh, for that. Uh, no, sure. That was quite a long one, to be fair. Yeah, uh, yeah. all right. Get involved. Lovely. Lovely. There I've we just, are. I've just uh, plugged Pete's iPad in, so we should be all right for the rest of the year. Uh, Thanks. We're welcome, back on. Right? We are back on. A stoke back on. Probably too little too late, would yeah, you think? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, they nearly won it at the end, that chance. And do you have knocked it over and uh, Shawcross couldn't quite get there and Paul Lambert was just a picture, wasn't yeah. he? When he it was... remains unbeaten at Anfield. Yeah. We pose the question, what's the bigger institution? And apparently it's Paul Lambert. Is yeah. that the takeaway from that game? Absolutely. I mean, if Paul Lambert was interviewed <laughs> after, he went, well, you know, still unbeaten at Anfield. You can, well, you can, you can certainly <laughs> like Paul, you'll be in the championship. Next year, yeah. so. The killer for Stoke, is they've, I mean, because I've got two winnable games left, but um, they play Crystal Palace next, I think, mm-hmm. who looked in great, Nick. But they, they've got two winnable games left, but obviously they've played a game more than... Than everyone else apart from West Brom. So well, they're, they're three points trouble. from safety, and mm. it's that goal difference really does uh, it's a does, killer, yeah. does hamper them as well. Mm. Uh, but it was a good, solid performance from the Stoke back line. Zuma was superb. You'd imagine he won't be there next season. I was very surprised that Mo Salah played a whole game. Yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah, that yeah. was very strange, wasn't mm. it? Graham Sudess again said, "Oh, you know, big players they want to play all the time." It's like, yeah, I mean, God, he has got a, a, a massive game on Wednesday. Mm. <laughs> Liverpool are one result um, at home. Uh, from from going the entire season unbeaten at Anfield this season, impressive stuff. Yeah, mm. I'd yeah. love them to have a proper title tilt next season. 
Well, they, had, they had one a couple of seasons ago, but they just didn't quite. Just felt the pieces at the end, didn't they? Brandy mm. Rogers. The home game. The home game is against Brighton as well, and Brighton are terrible away. So you'd expect them to do it. You certainly yeah. would. That yeah. said, that said, Liverpool have been a little bit flat here and there recently. Two draws in the league. Mm-hmm. That game against Stoke, they obviously should have won, and against West Brom, they were two ahead, were they not? Yeah, and they got pegged but back. That so. was that was away from if, home. If you're going to be distracted, be distracted by. A Champions League semi-final. Of which you're 95% through. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. No injuries, chaps. No. Let's just get out oh, you there. Could, you could tell that that was, um, that was part of the thinking. I, I know that he rested a couple of players. I was just surprised that Salah didn't... Mm. I, I thought, give him I mean, give him half out of the end or something, or at least, you know, at the very mm. least, give him, give him an hour. Well, maybe he just fancied it, eh? Yeah. He's, he's never going to pull a hamstring. More Salah. Never, he, don't say that. He, <laughs> he's probably he's doing never, one in training right now. <laughs> yeah. He's never going to get well, an illness that'll put him out. Mm. <laughs> you know. He's never going to eat a dodgy lasagna. <laughs> but he's, he's never really, going to forget his passport at the airport. He never really stretches legs, though, does he? he never, he's not like a, a gazelle. Because you think he's quite of, compact. Yeah, he's a very compact kind of player. I don't think only rangy players get hamstrings, though. Nah. Marcus, have you ever pulled a hamstring? Oh, big time. Yeah, Marcus is very compact. He's very squat. Yeah, there's a lot of man being squat, hairy little beast. Very man, a lot of man packed into that little into that little space. Yeah, Yeah. into that tiny Brazil diminutive package. He's like a. Do you think Alan Brazil's ever pulled that? Half the Alan Brazil is. (laughs) (laughs) Big Al play for Man United. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and Ipswich. Yep. And Scotland, <laughs> crying out loud. And he's into the Dean Windows Hall of Fame. Are Huddersfield safe? No. No, no they're not, are they? have established no, that. Yeah, they, they, what they... are Everton fans moaning about, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Will Big Sam be at Everton for much longer? Everton fans had a banner uh, at the match that read, Our survey says, get out of our club. <laughs> it's not a saying. Yeah. yeah. No. It, it should, they should have all been going, Our survey yeah, yeah. says... Eh, eh. Well, yeah. how do you write that? Don't write yeah. it, sing it. It's I e- think they sung a lot of things. That's the problem. It's E-H-E-H. Yeah, I guess it is. And our survey says... Yeah, that's Our survey says A-A. Yeah, in a Scouse accent, it looks like something else. The punctuation is very important. I think they got their message across, because we're talking about it. Sam Allardyce didn't want to talk about it. He's probably listening in, going, oh. Sam Allardyce, I, that. I love the I love the prevailing attitude of Sam Allardyce. Who, though, and, and you know, whatever you, you can debate the merits of Allardyce, whatever you want, he's obviously done great things here and there. And I don't, I'm not personally a fan of, of his football or, or him, but he says some of the stuff he says is funny. Like after this game, he said, "I can't honestly produce any more than I do." It's like, it's like yeah. I've thought about whether I could do any more, and I've just out of the car. Yeah. So you lump with it, all right? Stop being so ungrateful. Yeah. Just doubling down on everything. We are seeing the end, aren't we, of this? Uh, this little group of British managers, apart from Roy the Boy, of course. Um, he rides again. Oh, does he just? He rides again. at dawn. He... <laughs> back, <laughs> back in the Liverpool job. New sheriff in town. Yeah. Yeah. Everton, get him at Everton. Yeah. That's all I'm saying for next season. But if you think about it, I mean, Pardew, I think it's safe to say that he's not going to get a big job anytime soon. He'll go to Spain or something. No, no, not, no sorry. on a long holiday. Sorry, for a holiday. The third gonna, division of Spain. Yeah. yeah. No, no, he won't to, be playing he'll in the Liga. He'll go to a bar in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll go to Lineker's in Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Pardew's not there anymore, surely. Pulis has taken a job lower down the division. Now, someone like Pulis... I think Pulis and Allardyce are just seen as firefighters now. That's yeah. it. Um, who, who else we got? I mean... Well, I'll tell you what, Pulis and Middlesbrough could come up. They're... they're, they're, they're I think they're definitely a shorter playoff place now. Mm. So they could, he could be in the Premier League. But season. do you not think clubs, though, when they're looking now, this is, this is, we're now in a situation where if a club tries to kick on 
and think, right, we just don't want to be fighting relegation. We want to do maybe what Leicester have done. You know, Leicester were down in the yeah. doubles. We want to win the league. No, I, we want to I, I, establish I, ourselves a bit more mid-table. I think if you're a profile of club that you're talking about and yep. you hire Arsenal. an older English manager, you are essentially um, <laughs> curtailing your ambition. That's Definitely. right. If you yeah. take a gamble on a foreign coach, of course, it could go De Boer's way, yep. could go Ranieri's way, yep. but you are showing a bit more ambition. Exactly. And, and and I think that, that we, we are seeing the kind of end of, of some of these British managers. You know, Sal- Allardyce, this may well be his last job in football. We thought that he might have been uh, retired and he, was, he wasn't he was sure himself that he came back. It's, it's probably one of, if not the biggest job in his career. Pete would argue differently, of course. <laughs> uh, at club level. Yeah. Um, You're a disgrace, Marcus. I've been called worse today. He is, he is. He is. Uh, but, uh, but, but you're right, Luke. I mean, Everton are eighth on 48 points. He steered them well away from the relegation zone since he arrived. He's done a good job. But Everton fans, with, with having Ronald Koeman in at the start of the season, signing a lot of players, you know, they've got, there's no way they were going to go down. So Allardyce is thinking, well, what, what, what more do you want? Well, what they want is to be at, challenging for perhaps a Europa spot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of thing. And, and I personally don't think you can blame Allardyce. He's been brought in to do a job. He's done that job and he's done it really, really well. I think if Everton were, say, on about 40 points and they weren't mathematically safe just yet, then I think people might think, well, come on. Whereas actually he's, he's kicked on. But the fans, <laughs> they want more. They see what's happening. The potential in other clubs and, and some of the players they've got. And he's not an investment as well. I, yeah, I, the investment, exactly. I don't think you can blame Allardyce for being Allardyce. I mean, you, no, 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 you, I, no, that's what I'm saying. You, yeah, so I, I agree with that to a point. So Allardyce comes in, he Allardyce is all over your club. You can't complain because that's what you were expecting, <laughs> like right? Craig Day, like big the blanket. Fa- but in fairness, the only the only sort of thing you got to put, I've got to pull you up on, Marcus. There though, is, is the fans didn't ask for Allardyce. Mm. They weren't. They weren't going. Oh, you're great. Let's get Allardyce in. They were lumped with him. No, I'm, I'm not saying. No, I'm not saying the clear. fans. I'm not saying the fans. Are, I'm, I'm saying that they want to be challenging for, say, a Europa League. Yeah. But the, the fans want that. The club wanted to make sure that they, they ensured their safety. They've done that. So really, I think, that, I think the problem is, and I think one of the pundits said this, if Allardyce was given a contract to the end of the season, I think the fans would go, OK, fair enough. See it out. And then yeah. in the summer, where he's not, he's been given yeah, more. But because he's shrewd and because we've talked about this before. Because Bashiri's not had a lot of experience in football. Mm. I don't know who he's got advising him there. Um, I know Steve Walsh was looking after player recruitment and stuff, but... Allardyce's agent isn't going to go, but you're in an absolute shit state. Mm. So I'm going to just do you the best deal I can for you and I'll do it for free. He's going to go, no, it's going to cost you a lot of money. His agent is is a pint of wine. Yeah, well, it might be. (laughs) White wine. I think Allardyce was on... Specifically white for what reason? Wasn't that? Wasn't wasn't he drinking a pint of wine? Was he in that England meeting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A pint of white wine. Yeah, the details. A pint of wine. It was a pint of wine. Pint glass. Details. Yeah. yeah. A pint of no, wine. I reckon he had uh, the, the accumulative total in wine glasses of a pint. He never had no. a pint. Of pint of wine. <laughs> One of them Peroni Let's glasses. Go with that. And anyway, anyway, it was on like a, a contract for two for a season and a half. I think it was something unbelievable. Like it was. It was. It was mad. It's like nine nine million a year or something, right? Because he's he's just hung them out to dry. He's eating them up because he's like that. I know well, how you badly need that, you, yeah, need yeah, yeah. So, you, you need to stay so, up, and that's so, what I'm all about. So the point is, if they had just said up to the end of the season, Allardyce could have. Uh, we don't know the negotiations, but he could have just said, well, "I'm not doing it." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and and there uh, had, his hand was stronger in a sense. Yeah, absolutely. It was massively stronger. Massively stronger. I'd but be surprised if he was there next season. Same. He'll get paid mm. off. He'll get paid off. Get Marcus Silver. He'll happily, he'll happily take it. Get Marcus Silver in. That's what. That's what all the fans yeah. want. That's what Silver wants. I last Actually, I was up at Everton doing some work um, when um, Allardyce was in situ, and I'm pretty sure I saw Marcus Silver just hanging about. Oh yeah, he'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Allardyce will happily take it though? Because I think part of the 
part of what he wanted when he, you know, after what happened with England was that he wanted to sort of effectively retire on a high and he won't be given that here either. Mm. Yeah, but, but I think he probably can write that in his own mind by saying, well, I easily kept him in the Premier League. Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. Regardless of what the fans think, mm. I did a good job there because I kept them way away, as Marcus says, from... Um, from the um, from the relegation zone, and also he, he had the Palace thing as well for a bit. Yeah, I mean, mm. look, ending on a high. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The job he did at Palace was superb, and managing Everton. If this is his last job, pretty big club to finish on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah a few mm. fans might say, "Oh, you know, this, that, and the other." But if he thinks, which he clearly does, I'm happy with that. It's just a little bit of a shame for him that some of the fans are, are doing that. I mean, I think that someone like Allardyce. Like I say, when we're seeing the end towards the end of some of these these British managers like him, he, you know, th- th- there is still a place for a club who are stru- scrapping away and need someone to come in and save them. Will Allardyce? Will he for the next say two or three years? If indeed he's he's still working in the next two or three years, is that all he wants to be known for? Just doing but that. He said all sorts of stuff. He said when he left Crystal Palace that he wouldn't seek another job unless it was another international job. Because he was linked with the United States job for a while, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. And then he took the Everton job. So you don't Big really, Uncle Sam. You don't really know what he's one? thinking. You don't, we don't know mm. what he's thinking. I'd love it. I, I think we said at the time, didn't we, that we'd love him to get the US job. But I, I, you could see him being an international manager. For for a side slightly smaller, you know, and you maybe, I don't know, European qualification or whatever it may be. Yeah, give him the yeah. Brazil job. Is this the most time we've spent talking on some adults on this show in history? All right, <laughs> we'll move on then. Oh, no, probably not, because he got fired from England. That was fine. Yeah, we did a special on him. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. It's just yeah. nice to talk about Big Sam for a bit, yeah. as Everton yes. fans will yeah. definitely agree. Just quickly yeah. before we go to League One, West Ham, 35 points as well. Three above Southampton and 18th. They've got Leicester away, Man United at home and Everton at home. I want a massive Doable. final day. That's what I want. Let me yeah, tell you, yeah, I'd want that as well. Everton at home, Allardyce, one of his former clubs. He'd love nothing more. Mm. There's your high, Jim, yeah, to yeah. go out. <laughs> He's <laughs> yeah. giving it that one. Remember when he kept Sunderland yeah. up and he was yeah. doing the fist, the double fist pump. See you S- later, David. <laughs> Getting you ferry. Sending West Ham down uh, a team he previously worked at but consistently hated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is the high. The surely, fi- yeah. Him just screaming, the final act. The final act. <laughs> the Allardyce way. Pouring this bottles of white Allardyce wine. This is the way. Yeah. Pints of white wine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only the US men's yeah. national team job can get me yeah. out of retirement. I'll be back to see you next season to watch the fucking athletics. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Let's move on to uh, League One. Blackburn Rovers secured promotion last week. Yeah. We're going to have been brilliant all season uh, but so too of Blackburn and I think uh, we've got one or two tweets saying that uh, we haven't shown enough love so here's all the love in the world going to Blackburn Rovers 93 points mm. they've got this season just two behind Wigan and they've they had a couple of sloppy results of late so uh, you know they've probably finished second out you'd imagine but they've been superb and, it, and it, it's good to see Blackburn up in the championship yeah they've got some good players yeah. Bradley Dack's been good Charlie Mulgrew's been really good Mulgrew. Um, the big story for me um, was, I mean, I obviously like to big Portsmouth up on this show, but, oh, uh, but but I have to be totally honest, arguably the biggest capitulation in the Football League over the last few weeks has been Portsmouth. You're talking about Blackburn here? Yeah, yeah but they've had their doing? bit. They've been promoted. They've had their bit. Yeah, we talked the, about them for about 30 about seconds. Them. They've been promoted. Right. They've got 93 points. Yeah, fine, fine, fine. But Portsmouth have buggered everything up. All right, you fill in and I'll just come on <laughs> in a minute. Alexandra Mitrovic made sure Sunderland 
stared at the bottom of the league. <laughs> <laughs> and if that isn't a story... There's, there's talk that um, you've actually secretly flew home for that. Some people say <laughs> they spotted someone that looks similarly like you on Craven Cottage, but then I just say, well, everyone looks like I was going to say, there yeah, could be so, a number yeah. of people. Mm. Um, no, Blackburn have been good. I think, they, I think they've beaten Pompey twice this year. They've been mm. good. Yeah, well, that's a mark of a good team. It is, isn't it? Yeah. it is, but it's not at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it was at the time. Worth mentioning as well that Portsmouth have had a hell of a capitulation. They yeah. are, they yeah. are. <laughs> I just wanted to say, Jim, just just to, just to clarify this for people listening at home. So Portsmouth went into the game against Charlton last week, mm. knowing if they won that, they have a very good chance of getting into the playoffs because Charlton were the team they were playing. Charlton were, t- I think, a place above them. Mm. Um, lost uh, that at home 1-0. Yeah. So that's fine. That's uh, hell, hell of a, like... I mean, they did just come up. I mean, that is pretty, Yeah, no, I, I mean, know, but they put themselves good. in the position which makes it worse. They've mm. lost their last three games, Peter, which has buggered the whole yeah. playoff. Mm. And at the weekend, well, that's, there's that as well. And we wanted to see them lose at Wembley with yeah. Luke, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at, at, the, at the weekend, just, just so you know what I mean. So... The chances were they weren't going to do it, but there was still a little bit, of, a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. They won their remaining two games. The results went their way. Nah, went to Bury. Okay, nil nil. Keeper decides to try and do a Cruyff turn. Yeah, gets robbed. <laughs> and gives the striker an open I'm sorry, goal. Whose fault is this? The Portsmouth being a little bit disappointing when it comes to the crunch, or you being hopeful that they might get into the playoffs. Both of them. It's bloody blame. awful. We're That's what this is. Yeah. That's what I'd this is. A, a Wembley day out would have been brilliant. It, yeah, of course. You've had enough. Brilliant. Well, it still will be actually, for Charlton. I, over the years, I've had, I've yeah. had a good still run. Still will be for Charlton, Rotherham, Shrewsbury, or perhaps Scunthorpe. Maybe Plymouth, oh God, I don't know. Shrewsbury Town, 87 points. Plymouth have been brilliant. They've been on such an amazing run. Have you seen Plymouth's run? It's been incredible. They've done all right. They lost uh, three games ago, but yes, they've had a, quite a good run. Um, it's always Shrewsbury and Fulham, I, I reckon, are going to mm. Fulham is, well, Shrewsbury are going to finish third. There's no two ways about that. And Fulham in the Championship as well. They've been so good recently. But as, as, as Warnock said, you know, well, like a, what did he say? We're like a rash. We just won't go away. Yeah, and they're clinging on to second. And it'll be interesting. Uh, in you know, well, actually, no, it won't. But you'd imagine Cardiff will beat Reading, uh, and they'll go through second place. But yeah. Fulham, for my money, are the best side in the playoff spots. The team who finished third are the best side. They never win the playoffs, do they? Mm. Now you always want to sneak in last game of the season, mm. and then you you build on that momentum. So. Fulham uh, and and Fulham and Wembley are just two very different grounds. When it comes to playoffs, because presumably they, if, if they're going to get into the playoffs. Well, maybe that's why Khan is trying to buy yeah. Wembley. So yeah. it feels like yeah. a home yeah. game for Fulham. Yeah. Pack them full of the Fulham fans, <laughs> even though there's probably only about 26 there. Put some wooden seats in. You, <laughs> you, you think um, you fancy Cardiff to do it now, because they're playing at home to Reading. Exactly, yeah, I, I really do fancy that. So you're looking at, in the Championship, Fulham, Aston Villa, um, Middlesbrough, and Derby or Preston. But word for Burton have given themselves a chance. They've won three in a row down the bottom of the Championship. Oh, they've been fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they've done really well. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Uh, let's go north of the border, where uh, Brendan Rogers and his boys gubbed their own old firm rivals to win their seventh in a row. What a way to do it. I mean... <sighs> How much more can Rangers be dicked on by Celtic? Did you see? <laughs> yeah. Did you see um, Mikhail Lustig? I think it was in the policeman's hat. Yeah. Isn't that an arrestable offence? Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> he just grabs the policeman's hat, sticks it on, carries on the celebration. Yeah, you got to be loving that. Not it's, in the cell yeah, for me. They're like a monster truck <laughs> in a banger race, though, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Ra- Rangers aren't going to be able to compete with Celtic realistically at this point. Well, I don't know. Gerard. Stephen Gerrard to the rescue. Yeah. Rangers aren't going to be able to compete realistically <laughs> at Celtic at this point. I have no idea what Stephen Gerrard is contemplating taking that. Yeah. Game. I don't know. Well, Alan Shearer made some good points. It's a huge club, that, and the they've got the money. And, and the, yeah. you're, you're basically facing one of the best iterations of Celtic in in in, in many a year. Well, Rogers might be managing Arsenal. Come, this yeah, is fair, I suppose. Yeah. But I think what, what they were saying is that actually at Rangers, he he, you know, you've got a reasonable amount of resource. You know, it, I think people down south forget what a massive club Rangers are. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I don't forget how big they are. Yeah. Like, and this, at this moment, it's very but hard to manage a side like that with a, with a fair bit of pressure off. In a sense, you know, Ian Wright and Alan Shearer are making the point that they only really need to beat one side. You know, they're up against Celtic, even though Rangers aren't even second in the league. I don't think, yeah, which immediately undermines what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, right. But you, but you take the point. I, I don't know. They said, you know, you go to the Championship, manage. I think Ipswich were, were sniffing around Gerard. It's potentially a more tougher job. Games come thick and fast. So all sorts. It's of... Another John Barnes for me. Oh man! Imagine oh, that yeah, Barnes and McAteer. <laughs> My goodness, yeah. I but... don't think that's. I don't think that's that fair, Peter. I mean, he's, Gerard is a, quite a sort of well-respected, up-and-coming coach. He's been yeah. at the Liverpool mm. Academy for a while. Mm. Um, they're on for back-to-back trebles. Uh, our Celtic, something Rangers nearly did in the nineties, but not quite. I don't know though. It just seems slightly depressing to me. Back-to-back trebles. You think just really, really dominating. You know, we yeah. talked about this on on the continent when like PSG win all the domestic trophies and. And so on and so forth. But I mean, you know, got to be in it to win it. And they are. Oh, and, they, and they're winning it all by the sound mm. of things. Unless the well, unless Motherwell can, uh, can halt that mm. and, and, and uh, make a mighty stand, which they won't. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I sincerely hope they do, as yeah. I'm sure many neutrals uh, do as well. Um, right, we're going to talk about some funny old things after this. Give us a second, Marcus. The old iPod turned off. For a second. Oh, blimey. Phil, can you fill for like 10 seconds? Is it 10 seconds, is it? 10 seconds. whole seconds. <laughs> the <laughs> iJingle webcaster. Oh, can I it's say quite it? difficult sometimes. I had absolutely no off. problems on the buttons no, myself. No, no. Up. Well, when it gets plugged in slick. to charge, oh, it turns off. Oh, slick, mate. Well, slick, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Lord. Is that right? That's on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're going to an ad break now. <laughs> no. Right. So, we wanted to come up. That's what you're getting. Are you going to do it or not? I'm doing it. That was it. That was the brick. Was it? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. 
Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. Muy rápido, muy, muy, like a Ferrari. That's the break. Yes. Pete, you're like a sports teenager. Oh, come on. on. Right, the preview show sponsored by Bet365 is out on Thursday. Did old Gibbo manage to get his and the first ever hat trick and receive a ramble OBE Luke Moore? O-R-E. Poor by you. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) What? What is the golden rule, chaps, about doing your, selecting your best bet? Well, it's don't effectively don't fly too hu- close to the sun, yeah. but particularly when Everton are involved. Exactly. Don't go near Everton. What, why did he go near Everton? What's Showboating. I, I, although I take a lot of the flack for this, I don't choose. Once once they win the first one, I don't get to choose anything about it. I, they just yeah. tell me what theirs is. I, I can't say, oh, I think you should choose that one, because it, mm. wouldn't, be it wouldn't, it's be their, it's wouldn't be fair. It's their selection. wouldn't be fair. He wanted Huddersfield to beat Everton, mm. uh, and they to be under three and a half goals. Everton, of course, won the game. Was it two 0 I think. Two 0 Um, so the the club, the Toffee Men, have confounded us yet again. Mm-hmm. There, I don't think there will. It's hard to say, but there probably won't be a hat trick person this season now. But we are looking for a new best better uh, on Thursday. So show at thefootballramble.com for that. Ed Gibson, as I always say. We hardly knew you. But it's been a pleasure, mm. Mr. Gibson. It's been fine. Well, the reason why I said OBE is because I thought you can, if you get an ORE, that does actually automatically qualify no. you. The reason you said OBE is because you did a typo in the running order. A little typo. <laughs> 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 a little typo. Let's call the spade a spade. Oi. Yeah. I've got a Diego Maradona update, everybody. Oh, nice. Got he... one in the back pocket in case he makes a mistake. Absolutely, Jim. And it's been in that back pocket for a long time. Um, he's left his position at UAE second tier side, Al. I think this is pronounced uh, Fuara. Um, forgive me if that's wrong, but uh, but Maradona's left um, that side from the UAE second tier after he failed to guide them to automatic promotion. He's been in charge since May. I had no idea he was employed. I had no yeah. idea he was mm. managing. Mm. Think about all the things you hear about him when he's going off and he's doing keepy-uppies in India or somewhere like that. The man's been... Yeah. He's been a manager of a club since May. You do it, tend to learn of his um, job's when he gets sacked from them. Yes. <laughs> He's obviously taken on so much stuff because you always see him like out and about on the scene, popping up at games. That's what I mean. Yeah, and, and In Dubai, yeah. in that, um, that Salt Bears food... With it, we you know, have you seen that video where they're, they're, they're cleaving the um, meat from the bone, and he's right. he looks like he's having a lovely, a lovely time. time, yeah, but a sexual experience. I bet his players hardly ever saw him. Yeah, no. yeah. I mean, yeah, like yeah. as if he's been managing that club. <laughs> he's been the face of that club. Well, he, he doesn't coach before like eleven o'clock, does he? he works Probably not. Very late. He yeah. managed Argentina, <laughs> I think, for almost two years. Yeah, but that's not. Bearing in mind, he's nobody can say no to Maradona in Argentina, and he thought it was an absolute disgrace, and he's wanted the job back ever since. If like Bobby Moore was still with us, like he could. Just there's no equipment. No, but there's they no would, equipment. They would sort of go. I fancy a crack at it. Well, the, we go. Yeah, all right. But the, the, nah, the nearest, nah, there's, there's the nearest no would be Gaza. The mo- yeah, the <laughs> most the most ridiculous thing about the Maradona Argentina thing was I think after the World Cup, didn't the AFA like release like a press press release saying that we're going to offer him like a four year contract, take him up to and including the Brazil World Cup, and it's like. That is ridiculous. Yeah. And even they, and even they then went, actually, yeah, we're not renewing his contract. That's madness. Yeah, we're not renewing his He's going. He is going. Yeah. That would be madness to do that. 
And even we know that. Yeah. We're just doing this so that in the future we don't have to do it. Even one of the most corrupt men in football history, Julio Grandona, uh, was making the decision. <laughs> what a piece of work. Even he knew that. It was ridiculous. Mm. So that's, that's <laughs> the level we're talking about. Was, was he the one who wanted the FA Cup named after him? No, I don't think so. Okay. Possibly. It's that, that type of character. That yeah. type of character. Mm. Um, shall I find out who that was? No, you can if you want. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but shall we, before uh, before Luke uh, finds out, or are you going to find out now, do you think? Um, it was, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find out, yeah. Who would you name the FA Cup after? It was a Paraguayan who wanted that. It oh, Leoz. Leoz. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. Yeah. okay. All right, Frank Arneson. Yeah. Frank Arneson? What, should the FA Cup still? Yeah. It's actually the Emirates FA Cup these days. I'd call it, I'd, I'd name right. it after Arsene Wenger. Whoever wins it, it should become their cup. Is that what happened at Old Trafford? Was that like a little mini FA Cup? Yeah. They are, we've named it after you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the FA are selling off all the crown jewels anyway. So the AW really Cup. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for that feature again. Hello and welcome to our England Moments feature, brought to you by LG OLED TV. See it, hear it, feel it, live the game with LG, proud sponsors of the FA and the England men's teams. Ahead of the World Cup, of course, we're reliving an iconic England moment every Monday. It's chosen by you, the listeners, with every chosen moment being entered into a competition to win a brand new LG TV. The winner of the TV will be announced on the final show of the series feature on Monday the 4th of June. Get yourselves in the hat to win the telly. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. And the winner will be chosen from the shortlisted names that we choose every week in the week leading up to the weeks leading up to the fourth of June. That's right. Last Ooh. week Alan Miles he picked Stuart Pierce's redemption penalty against Spain in Euro ninety six. I enjoyed that one. Mm. I enjoyed listening Ooh. to it on the plane well, home. Would you have brought anything to the party, Pete? What was yours? What are your memories of the event? I would have spoken elo- quite eloquently, as I always do, <laughs> about how much I enjoyed his time at Newcastle. I thought he was a very good footballer. There, there we, we go. go. In his twilight years. That's what you missed out. Well, Peter. No Newcastle connections with this one, as far as I'm aware, because I'll this week one. we have David Platt's extra time winner against Belgium at World Cup 90, chosen by Joel Bradley. Well done, Bradders. Ah. My goodness. Joel said in his email, I was nine years old. I can still remember the commentary as if it was last week, as can I. Chipped in and volleyed in, and it's there by David Platt. In the last minute of extra time. England have done it. <laughs> yeah. In the last minute of extra time. <laughs> shall, I, shall I set the scene for those younger listeners? I ripped my pyjamas yeah. celebrating that. Did time. you really? Wow. Wow. A pyjama ripper of a guy. <laughs> I imagine you were, you were probably quite a hairy boy even then as well. At the age probably of a lot seven of or eight. Show. No, a PGR. Like Hulk. I love that. that, what, was, that part, was... what part? The gusset? The, uh, were you doing star jumps? Yeah, it was the crotch. Yeah, that's wow. the gusset. Wow. I don't know about yeah, you guys, sorry. but I love the fact that Spello, as a young boy, was so yeah. into it that he, that happened. That's right. Mm. I, I, think I, I, think, I, I think we'll go on to it, obviously. Um, this wasn't my World Cup. I didn't watch it um, when I was a... <laughs> Wait, I was which a was your World Cup, Peter? <laughs> yeah, the Donaldson World Cup. I, I remember jumping off a sofa when uh, Roberto Baggio scored a goal at one point. I, I love it. I love Roberto. You thought to yourself, I'm going to wait for England not to be involved and then I'll get in. Yeah. Well, were you a <laughs> classic miserable man. Were you poised on the sofa ready to pounce the whole time? Yeah, yeah. massively. It sounds like you sprang off it. Yeah, like exactly. You only watched one game at 1990. Are England still in it not interested? All right, we're into the final. There we go. <laughs> um, to set the scene for those who don't remember World Cup 90, England played Belgium in the second round. That's right. England had won their group by beating Egypt. Um, all the other games were draws, That's weren't right. they? Mm. Uh, and the other... Um, other group, Belgium, finished second in their uh, group to Spain. Mm. So we were drawing the second round. 
and it was a great game. It was a great nil-nil. Belgium came very close. They hit the post twice. Enzo Schieffer hit the post with a first, pile driver. First half, Belgium were the better. So in fact, you could argue that overall, Belgium were, were the better. Definitely in the first half, Belgium should have been a goal. Like they were brilliant. England couldn't get near them. Schieffer was one of the world's best midfielders at the time. Absolute Enzo Schieffer, class. great, great sort of driving forward, like mm-hmm. tricky. Had everything in his locker. Sort of quite diminutive yep. um, uh, midfield player. Uh, they hit the post twice. Uh, I think uh, England. Oh, did, did John Barnes have a goal disallowed? He did. Yeah, yeah. but I think it was rightly. Was it rightly disallowed? I couldn't I remember so. the incident. Steve yeah. Bull came on in that game. He did. I think, yeah. And, yeah. and he actually uh, he, he did okay. And it was nil nil. Went into extra time and um, going into the last minute or so of extra time, Gascoigne picked up the ball mm-hmm. uh, in his own half. Mm-hmm. He would. He, I mean, for I, I remember what, when I watched it back earlier. I remember th- I was thinking the energy. Yeah, to, I mean, I know he's only twenty three or so, but I mean, the energy at that level—it looked like a boiling hot night as well. I don't know yeah. if it was, but it looked like it. It was. would have been a warm evening, definitely. And he drove past about two or three players just with pace and power. Mm. Really, it wasn't tricky, and he got brought down. Possibly a bit of a soft foul as well. Actually, mm. um, he went over. He was buying the foul. Wasn't I think he? It, uh, yeah. it was a clever play. But I think it was a foul. And um, then Gascoigne obviously gets up and takes the free kick himself. Well, there was talk that he might shoot. It was miles out. Who said that? Well, there was, it was. I remember. I think talked by you in your pajamas. <laughs> I think it was Trevor Brookin on the commentary, if I remember correctly, and he said that when they were looking at it, you know, Robson or somebody was like, "Don't." They were telling him, "Don't shoot." Now, whether of course you're right, it was too far out, and the box was packed full of players, and he did the right thing in the end, clearly. But I think that there was a danger that Gascoigne, who was full of beans, and he was thinking, "Right, I, I think." I'm going to have a crack here. Is mm. Gascoigne going to have a crack? Well, he would have done a year later, yeah. but uh, but not then. And obviously, he, he chipped it so up. So maybe it's funny because it it shows Gascoigne as a player at that stage in his career who needed to be reined in. I mean, mm, he was all yeah. action. He was full of beans. Oh, absolutely. He was, he was a very underrated tackler, I think. Whenever you watch him back in the day, it's like he would just go in. He would work so hard. Yeah. And I think that was the part of the game that people didn't... Because he was a bit of a flair player and he was, you know, he's funny and, and very charismatic. But he had his functional stuff. side as well. But he was yeah. quite a functional box-to-box yeah. kind of He was tough he, as well. He was a tough yeah. guy. He was a tough guy. That, I wish he yeah. didn't tackle in the semi-final. That's another story. <laughs> uh, not that affected it in the end, but... Um, but yeah, so I mean, because Bobby Robson talked about how he was, you know, he'd be. I think one point Bobby Robson said in the camp uh, in, in Italia ninety, he went out to to the side of the hotel where they were staying, and it was like four o'clock. It was a semi final day. Yeah, so that's right. It was semi final yeah. day, and Gascoigne had been playing table tennis in the sun all day. No, 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 no tennis. I think it was tennis. Tennis. tennis in the sun. Gascoigne was playing tennis, and they had a game against West Germany the later that night. Yeah, he just well, had te- too I mean, much energy. Yeah, I, you know, interviewed <laughs> Terry Butcher recently, and he just said, "Oh my goodness, he just he couldn't switch off." You know, now obviously that was the, 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 there's other things there, but he had an awful lot of energy. But we haven't talked much about David Platt. No, who well, was the so, scorer of the goal, of course. Well, I was just going to say when the ball is sent in really deep, um, and Platt executes that volley. I don't know if you'll see a better executed technically good goal because yeah. because it was a combination of placement and power he, he didn't try and rip it he didn't try and sort of dink it mm. and he spun and met it at the perfect moment and it was yeah. coming over the yeah. blind side the wrong shoulder as well it's yeah. interesting because Platt said that he did practice that sort of technique and volleys were a thing that he actually stayed late at training with Villa to, to, to practice and oh, get right. better but he still said that he thinks if in training he tried to do that 10 times. He probably wouldn't have been able to do it once. It was mm. despite the fact he'd practiced, he still felt it was one of those perfect little moments where everything came yeah. together. And also after the game, this is so, so sad, really. Um, Platt was called in for the random drug test. So he was sat for 40 minutes with two very pissed off Belgians uh, while, while the sort of atmosphere dissipated. And mm. by the time he got back to the dressing room, everyone was dressed and stuff and it had kind of calmed yeah, down a bit without him. Really yeah, he said he properly. That is a shame. Well, Petr Cech said that in the Champions League final when Chelsea won. Bearing in mind he'd saved a crucial penalty from Iron Robin in extra time and obviously in the 
penalty shootout and he got chosen for the drugs test and so the, the absolute pandemonium and yeah. celebration in the Chelsea dressing room by the time he gets back everyone's gone it must be so annoying yeah. I th- I give think... him a little bit of blood first that's what uh, I say yeah. it's, it's a wee test though then, oh, was then? we'll do a wee before then yeah um, Definitely nothing dodgy about that. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> that's, that's, why very, I very that's why I did it. Chris Waddle, it was Chris Waddle selected in the semi-final and he said that the West German players who had sat there with him were mm-hmm. didn't celebrate, didn't, didn't do anything, they were yeah. really respectful. But um, worth remembering, that was David Platt's first England goal as well. Well, absolutely, that's when he announced mm. himself, really. He came off the first. bench for Steve McMahon, didn't he? he? Yeah, he, he, he became a household name with that goal, and rightly so, because that's the kind of goal that'll change your career and, and and what a finish it was. And then, of course, he, for my I can't really remember him before. I can't remember much about football until I was that young. But then, of course, goes on to have a great career, plays for Arsenal, Sampdoria. Who played well. in Italy. You know? yeah, he exactly. Himself, he thinks that goal probably had a big and, you know, influence but on it was It was a marvellous moment for Platt. And Platt later would become, in those sort of weird years in between 90 and 96, he became one of England's really only consistent, decent players. Played in Euro 96 as well. We, we sometimes yeah. forget he that. He got a good goal-scoring record for an attacking midfield player he, as well. Very much a good goal-scoring record, but he became quite a reliable and dependent England player at a time when England weren't that great. But he played in 90 and 96, played in crucial games, and in the next round scored against Cameroon, played his way into the team mm. and, and became a really, really good England player. Got over 60 caps in the end. The, the goal he scored, um, obviously the moment we're mentioning, the celebrations are brilliant. Lineker's face is amazing yeah. in, in the pilot. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And a little mention just before we stop uh, of Sir Bob dancing away. Yeah, he did a little in a, uh, in a double-breasted yeah. suit. That's right, a shuffle in the grey oh, yeah. suit. I used yeah. to. I bought um, from Woolworths like a little kind of. It was like a little video camera sort of projector thing. Oh yeah. So it was a little roll of film with um, that goal and one of Scalacci's. Um, and you just pressed a button and it would run through and, oh, you, nice. and you had a little, uh, you had a little eye hole. Oh, I remember those, yeah. And uh, and yes, yeah, so that I think that was the first time I'd seen that goal. A, football, that a, football, <laughs> a footballing peep show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, um, what the butler saw. <laughs> yeah. uh, what better way to experience more England moments this summer if you aren't travelling to Russia, of course, than with an LG OLED TV and soundbar. And to win a new LG TV, just email into competition at thefootballramble.com and let us know your favourite England moment for that chance to win. We'll be selecting another next Monday. And of course, if you are selected, one of the uh, moments for us to talk about, uh, we'll pick one winner on Monday the 4th of June from that shortlist uh, who, will ha- who will win the LG OLED TV. Superb. And it's much better to watch the World Cup on uh, an LG OLED TV than children's uh, telescopes or whatever yeah. you call it. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. that how much you watch better. 1990? Yeah. <laughs> I watched everything. Get yeah. The game's on now. I'm waiting for the telescopes. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to wait until it's in Woolworths <laughs> next to the Brutus the Bauer beefcake models. Mm. Oh, yes. Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. That is our latest England moment brought to you by LG OLED TV. See it here, feel it, live the game with LG. Proud sponsors of the FA and the England men's teams. Now, gentlemen... Uh, just before we finish, of course, seldom do we really um, get to talk about politics on this on this show. I mean, we talk about what we want, really. But there was a certain someone who sent a certain tweet, and and he's and he's mentioned football. So so you know the green lights there. Oh, the US has put together a strong bid for with Canada and Mexico for the 2026 World mm. Cup. It would be a shame if countries that we always support were to lobby against the US bid. Why should we be supporting these countries when they don't support us? Brackets including at the United Nations. <laughs> Big Donald Trump. I thought you were yeah. going to say that was Sven. Yeah. Yeah. Surely that intervenes 
or does that break some sort of FIFA rule? We, we see. FIFA have referred to like the integrity rules. Or I was quite like that. proud of us to be in the last podcast in the world that has never mentioned Donald Trump. We've mentioned it. We I have. Think. We've have been we? taking the task over it. <laughs> have we? Do you not yeah. remember? Oh yeah, because that guy emailed in, didn't he? he oh, you did just very upset. Oh, when, yeah. he, when he climbs over the fence onto the field. That's right. Fair game. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's up for a North-South Korea um, kind of joint bid? I Come am on. now. I'm yeah. well on for that, yeah. Your diplomatic work has gone down an absolute treat yeah, there, Peter. I know, well right? Done. You and Dennis Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the likely pair. Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble. It's been a pleasure having Pete Donaldson back. And it's been a pleasure yeah. having you with us, of course. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Petey. See you later. Bye from me. Bye.